is just about constantly looking for good people and constantly having open positions, constantly interviewing. That doesn't mean you have to give away what you think is important and looking for a staff member. If you feel like, hey, they haven't had the experience, then maybe where else in the hotel can you use them? You're listening to The Hospitality Leaders. Each week on the show, we bring you conversations with leaders in the hospitality, event, and food service industries. Our conversations help you understand the state of the industry, the challenges we all face today, and what the future holds. Subscribe and be sure to check out our website for more resources at hospitalityleaderspodcast.com. This episode is brought to you by Upshift. Our on-demand staffing platform allows businesses to hire high-quality hourly workers with peace of mind. Find out more at upshift.org. I'm here today with Yala Vanderbrook, the general manager of the JW Marriott in Houston. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Awesome. This is the uh, Hospitality Leaders Podcast, and so we always like to talk to people in our field. It'd be great if we could start to, by learning a little bit about you. So if you wouldn't mind uh, giving us just a minute about yourself and how you got to where you are. Sure. Absolutely. Again, thank you for having me. Very excited. So first name, Yala, born and raised in uh, Belgium. I started culinary career back when I was 15 years old. I'm not going to age myself. Just through family, through mom, through grandma, and that sounds cliche, love of cooking and interesting cooking. So I did a culinary school when I was 15 years old. I did that for about four years, which is very normal in Belgium, right? Educational system in Europe, a bit different. So graduated back in 99. Love of traveling, I decided, and I ended up haphazardly with a J-1 visa going to the United States. And I took the first offer that they gave me. And I ended up of all places in New Orleans for a year and a half. Back in the day, J-1s were 18 months in the French quarter, living in the quarter, living in the quarter, working in the quarter. So uh, as you can imagine, a lot of fun. Always had a a wandering heart of traveling and working. And and culinary fields is the perfect the job to do that. I traveled and worked for, for, for a couple of years and I went around. I went to Dubai, Ritz-Carlton. I worked on a cruise ship for a couple of months. I did a contract with that. I did a manor in the United Kingdom in England in the South. So uh, exciting stuff, all culinary, some Michelin star places. So always luxury backgrounds. Back in 2005, I, I decided to join um, Four Seasons in the South of France. So Four Seasons hotel chain, always with the thought process of want to go back to the United States. I, I think that was always the, 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 the goal, get back in the United States just because of the, the Good experience that I had living here in the Orleans back in 99. Joined Four Seasons south of France. Did that for about a year and a half, almost two years. Opportunity came up to uh, transfer within the company as a manager, as a sous chef, to move to Westlake Village, which is in California, in between Los Angeles and Santa Barbara, beautiful part of the world. So worked there for about four years. So the opening, did the fine dining restaurants. Wanted to grow my career within the culinary field and decided to do some banquet work for them as well. So changed from restaurant to banquet. So to get that more all-round experience within the kitchen, which was really actually nice to see afterwards. Transferred within the Four Seasons, which obviously they really promote and they, they really like the fact that they can promote their own managers and move their own managers around. So I got married in LA. So my wife came with me and we went to Seattle for four years. Um, Loved Seattle. Great city. um, Great food, seafood. Amazing. Close to Canada. Goes to Vancouver. A really cool part of of the world. Both my kids are born in Seattle. So Seattle will always be, be dear to my heart. Four years in Seattle. Wanted to keep growing with the company, keep moving around. So we decided to go to uh, Boston. So still with Four Seasons and did, did Boston transferred within. Fun city, very European vibe, old school. So in, interesting. I had one one year in Boston, very interesting. 
But then at some point, I was at 10 years with the company with Four Seasons. You drink the Kool-Aid. At some, at some point, you want a different flavor. So I decided to look outside of Four Seasons. and wanted to be uh, closer to my in-laws who are in Mexico. So I actively started looking for a job, either Florida, Texas, or Southern California. And we ended up in Houston. I have some offers in, in, in LA, two here in Houston. And I decided to join as executive chef, the JW Marriott here in Houston, which had been open for about a year at that point. We are a franchise hotel. We were run and operated by Pro Hospitality at that time. Um, exciting times for the hotels. You're still ramping up. You're still in the beginning of your first three years as a hotel. Very exciting times. Uh, a lot of work. Busy hotel, downtown, a lot of business transients. So at some point, the F&B director decided to, to leave and put my name in the hat. And I think right person at the right time. And I became Chef and B. So I did both Chef and B at the same time. Did that for a while. Again, through circumstances, became hotel manager. And then right before we transitioned, we brought, sold the hotel to Dimension Development in the summer of 2019. And just before that, I was made a general manager and grateful to be kept on board during the transition. I think Dimension saw how much talent was in this hotel, not just me, but overall as a staffing pool, how many good people were here and very smart on them. They wanted to retain everybody and they did and they've been true to their word. So July 2019, we became a Dimension Hotel. Obviously, then 2020 hit and something called Corona happened and it's been a completely different world. So background through culinary and then once I got to Houston, progressed through the ranks, now GM for over two years and it's been Interesting, and but it's been exciting. For, even though I say that, even though with everything that has happened over the last 18 months, and we're not out of it yet by any means, but it has taught me so much. I, th I think it put me on a speed course through, hey, how to be a GM and how to deal with certain situations. So that's me in a nutshell. Absolutely. Congratulations on your becoming a GM. Obviously, it's a rough way to start. How's business uh, How's business been now in Houston? I have to say, once in March, once the, the mask mandated was lifted, we saw an immediate pickup. I think that was almost overnight from, we had some dreary months before that here in Houston. Um, the, the late 2020 was really bad. So spring 21 got picked up really well. We saw increases faster than we anticipated. You write budgets for 21. And it was a gradual increase trying to get back to September, October, which was our, our, our really busy months, which we're in right now. And that went really well. Delta variant has put a hold, not a hold on that, but it slowed it down. It, 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 it plateaued a little bit and the progression hasn't been as steep as we saw in spring and summer. Towards July, August, we, we, that Delta variant became the thing that people talk about. And we started losing losing business or people postponing again. So that has definitely affected us. We are now coming into Q4, right? October 1 tomorrow, um, which is always our best quarter. We are good, but not where we need to be. I don't think I don't, I don't think anybody is. We're happy and grateful for the amount of business that we have. The business is coming back to downtown, which is big for us. All the, all the big companies outside here in downtown, they've been back since September. So that really helps. But uh, it's an onward track, but we're excited for the. What kind of travel are you seeing right now? Is it is it business as usual as it was before, or are you have you seen a shift in the kind of travel that you're getting there? So now, we here? we were very heavy on uh, business travel. A lot of the Bonvoy members within Marriott so was very heavy on BT travel, and that shifted during Corona, where it became very much transient, very much towards the week weekend. Local people they came out. Our our weeks were 
weekdays were slow versus our weekend was busy. And it used to be the other way around. You normally, you couldn't get in. We were sold out Monday to Thursday on a regular week basis. That changed. Ever since this spring 21, it, came, it, it reversed slowly again. So now we're seeing a good mix of BT travel again. So they are, they are traveling again. You can see that. But again, it's just not at the levels of where, where we w- want it to be, would hope for it to be. What about group business? Have you seen meetings? What size of meetings are you seeing? What, uh, what does that look like in your area? I think that will be the last segment to come back. I don't, I don't think there's any hotel. And we're looking at star reports and such that the group business is, is not back. You have the hotels that will have their weddings and weddings are slowly coming back. But actual group business is, we don't, we're not seeing it. And that is the big question mark. Will that make or break our year next year? Is will group be back? And if they are back to what degree? The calendar looks good for citywides. They just announced NRA is coming back next year which we just lost here in the last quarter, but it's coming back uh, next year. It's things like that we're, we're hopeful for. Um, but that it's the last missing piece. BT is back. Transient is back. It's just group that we're, we're missing right now. Awesome. There are obviously a couple of hot topics everywhere right now. I think yeah. supply chain during the pandemic was a big deal. In the future, I don't think any of us have any idea what that uh, supply chain issue is going to look like as it continues uh, to grow. But the one that we're seeing a lot more of and that people are finding solutions to is labor. So there's not a single jurisdiction right now that you can go to where you couldn't find a story that says, hey, the hospitality, restaurant industry, uh, tourism industry is suffering with labor right now. So how are you addressing the labor challenge in your area and your market? To be fair, I think we are suffering too. It's not just, you can see that from the mom and pops, mom and pop places right around here to the big hotels, just like the hotels like the Marquis or the Hyatt with a thousand, we're all in the same boat. I was to a degree, I was lucky to, we preemptively brought back a lot of people and most people wanted to come back. And now I'm talking line level associates and a lot of them came back. And up until this summer, we were actually in a good spot. We had open positions and, and then we started padding with contract labor. So I think you're seeing that a lot right now. A lot of, a lot of hotels are outsourcing their housekeeping, outsourcing their valet. And we never outsourced the whole department. And I didn't want to do that because you're giving away the keys technically. But we did pad. We did pad with contract labor. And I think everybody in this industry knows that. They're very expensive, right? They, they don't come cheap, but you want to deliver a certain service for your guests. If I need to, I want to, if I want to be able to sell my rooms, I got to be able to clean them. And to be able to clean them, I need a certain amount of people to clean them. So Doing that, uh, valet, very hard to find as well. Restaurant people, very hard. To, and it, it's just about constantly looking for good people and constantly having open positions, constantly interviewing. That doesn't mean you have to give away what you think is important and looking for a staff member. If you feel like, hey, they haven't had the experience, but maybe where else in the hotel can you use them? Maybe they think they're ready for a front desk job. But maybe you say, look, I, you don't have the experience, but maybe we'll start as a buster in the restaurant. Or we'll start, we'll start in laundry if you want to get your foot in the door. Um, I think a good thing for associates, wages have gone up. Yeah, we have to be competitive. You do, we shop around other hotels. We see what other hotels are doing. And the basic wages ha- have gone up. And hopefully that will entice people to, to come back to the hospitality. Not just us, but for everybody. But I don't think there's anything specific that's to our hotel. It, it's We're all in it at this point. I think that uh, the hourly labor pool is what everybody is focused on right now. And one of the things I, I think we probably haven't seen uh, a huge de- a decline in, or at least uh, we haven't felt it yet, is the leadership decline. I think uh, hospitality has always had a certain 
transient feel to it. Right? You described it, your background. If I went through my background, you would see just as many positions and just as many hotels. Yeah. But I think one of the things that we have to prepare for is what's coming next. All these people who are getting introduced to our industry, they're eventually going to become leaders. Uh, and then the leaders that we have, we need them to grow to be like yourself, yeah. the next, totally. the next executive chefs, the next hotel managers, yes. the next general managers. So what kind of things are you doing from a leadership development perspective to get those people ready for that next level? I, I think it, it's as hard as when we all talk and complain about the shortage, but it, it's you're absolutely right. What are you doing to retain the people that you have? They're as important or the people that have been through uh, COVID with you all this time. What are you doing to retain them? Because they're tired. They're feeling the, the brunt of it as well. And when you talk about leadership development, I think it's crucial at any time, but even more so now. And this goes beyond, this is not just Oh, and an up and aspiring manager or supervisor, I'm going to give you a class every week about whatever topic that might be. I think it's about day to day. How are we as current managers? How are we not, I won't say behave, but how do we walk the walk and talk the talk? How do we do what we're supposed to be doing in a correct manner? As, as my housekeeping manager, she's on the floors with the ladies, with the other man. As a GM, am I visible to my managers? Am I making sure that my directions are very clear? My executive chef is expediting. He's not sitting in an office somewhere. He's expediting on the line when it's busy. My F&B director is behind the bar making cocktails when it's busy. It's those things right now I think really matter. And then for, for the next six months up to a year, it's showing those people, well, this is what it's going to take for those aspiring people that are up and coming. It is, okay, you're seeing the real side of it now. What comes behind that in, 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 in leadership style and leadership management is... How are you going to teach them? And I think it's just a day-to-day a, a -day dedication from everybody that it takes to, I'm going to run my department with, with a certain integrity, my department and me as a general manager, my hotel with a certain integrity, with a certain style that we want to go to and management style. And, and how do we treat people? It's All those things are very crucial, I think, at this point. You're absolutely right. Are you seeing any burnout within your leadership? Is that something that, that's existing with your team right now? Or, or is everybody feeling like we're going into something positive, something good right now? I would like to say on record, no, I'm not seeing that, obviously. Are they physically tired? I, I think we're, we, we've turned a the corner. There was a time where we really had a very limited amount of managers and where everybody was the same as other hotels. Everybody was wearing multiple hats and we're all doing different things um, day in, day out. I think we've turned a corner where... Work-life balance has always been important as us as a company with Dimension, us as a company within this hotel where, okay, we need to get back to at some point, and that was fairly quick as well, actually, like everybody needs managers and associates, like we need two days off because you're right, you're going to run somebody in the ground and then somebody's going to either physically or mentally just give up and, and not be sound, sound of mind, which, which you, you cannot have happen. So very important for us, work-life balance, getting back to that making sure if my manager or my housekeeping manager or my chef is off on a Wednesday when I'm here, also leave them alone. The, the, the place will run. Things, things will happen. It's okay. There's other people here to, to cover for that. And it, it's those things. So I don't think I've, I've seen burnout right now in my hotel. And I think that's purely because how do we treat each other? How do we, how, how, how are we respectful for everybody's time? I'm not expecting you to be here 16 hours. If, if your work is done, the work is done in, in eight, nine, 10 hours as a manager. You go home. You, you deserve that. It's as important at home and having that balance and be present for whatever that is at home, right? If your kid has a graduation or you have to go to a doctor, whatever that might be, that we, as other managers, that we support that and we allow that 
to happen. And that starts with me as a general manager that I'm not going to watch the clock because you say, well, my car broke down and I got to go get my tire changed. Okay, then so be it. I'm sure you will be in on the, the time that you need to be here and the work will be done. So you got to trust your people. Absolutely. I think Eli, you, you nailed so many great points there. The reality is, is our industry has taken a, a, over the years, you're on all the time. It's a 24 hour a day business, 365 yeah. days a year. And we have a lot of times forgotten that, that work-life balance is huge and important. And it is probably one of the big conversation that's happening in, in almost every other industry, but never seems to find its way into ours. Mental health is, uh, is, is not yet there, I think. You, you seem, you're right, bits and pieces, and it comes and flares up it's at, at times. In other industries, very little in, in the hospitality, but it is, is as important as physical well-being and being able to recognize that for either some, in, in somebody else or for yourself and being able to say, look, I do need a minute or I do need to spend time on myself. And that's okay. And it should be okay. And uh, me as a general manager or me uh, with, with a company behind me that backs that. And thankfully, I work for a company that does that. But I'm sure there's other companies that are out there that, that don't or don't put emphasis on that or don't put a focus on that. I mean, but it is as important, 100%. Do you find yourself having to talk to, to newer leaders and just grabbing them and saying, hey, look, I need you to take your days off. Like you, you need to stop emailing me on your days off or you need to get your team to come see me instead of going to see you on your, is that still a thing? Do you still have to go through that with team members? Very little. I, I, I think, yeah, I, I think just the fact that my, my core group of managers, and I'm talking 10, 15 managers have been with us now at least two, three, four years, and they bought into that. So they go to, they know that, the supervisors, the, the, the associates, they, they can relay that message to them already. So I, I don't have, it happens when somebody is eager and somebody and they want to help. And yes, I'll come in and, and I'll do that. Or I'll do a double or I'll do a back to back and I'll do, I'll work on overnight. And at some point we say, look, yeah, I need you to work the overnight, but then I don't want to see you for 24 hours because that doesn't make sense. I'm not going to make you do back to back and then having come back for a PM shift. That's just, it doesn't work like that anymore. So no, thankfully in this hotel, I, I have not had too many instances where I need to slow somebody down. Not really. Good. Good. I think these conversations are the the things that have always kept people from really digging back into hospitality, or at least have Mm -hmm. scared a lot of people because we don't have our our hotels work all the time. Flexibility is tough. We always say it could be flexible, but we know that you have to be here on the weekends. Nights are probably a thing. Mental health and being able to create that, that work-life balance is huge. And I know that's a huge win for people as, as we get our wages up and and we start to really re-engage in the conversation and build. Unfortunately, our industry has a stigma against that. And for us to change that, I can only do one hotel at a time, obviously. And hopefully it's the people that are here with me right now that recognize that. So, okay, it is actually work-life balance. I actually have some here. And, I'm, and that's why I'll stay. Or that this is where I want to come. And this is why I'll, I'll recommend somebody, my friend or my neighbor is looking for a job. That's why I'll tell them to come here. Because probably right now, that's our biggest line of, of recruitment is people that currently work here. And, and they, they recommend somebody else and they bring in people and they get a dollar on the side because of it. So that there's a referral program in place, but it's also, okay, this is a good place to work. They'll take care of you. They'll treat you with respect. Yes, the work is hard. There's no denying a dishwasher, a housekeeping person, a whatever it might be. If you're on the floor, it's hard work hospitality. There's nobody saying otherwise, but there has to be a balance. There has to be a counter shift towards that. And I can only hope for hospitality in the future that we all go that way.
Absolutely. Absolutely. One of the things uh, when you and I were talking prior to this, you discussed how your employer was very open to new ways to manage properties. They were fine with the chef and B. They were fine yep. with foregoing a general manager for a while for two hotel managers to work Correct. together and find a solution uh, because yep. the talent just wasn't there that they were looking for. You know, are, are, have you as a leader been open to changes like that yourself? And, and if so, you know, how has that gone for you? 100%. If it's one of the things I, I took away from that company, it, it's thinking outside of the box. And it, it, there's never a bad idea. Sometimes you have to slow somebody down or somebody doesn't think they, they put three, three sides of the square together, but they forget about the financial impact or the guest impact or whatever it might be. And, you, and maybe it's, it's guiding somebody into, okay, this might be you're onto something. We've had hundreds of ideas of, of, of things that are being implemented, but as many are not being implemented as well, but maybe out of one idea comes something completely different. Or example is we have a certain associate and we have an open position and we reverse it instead of thinking who are we going to fit in, who would have the right personality traits to fit in that position. And we go within our hotel, we go approach somebody at the front desk and say, we think you might be a good F&B manager because we really are missing that characteristic within the other managers, not just purely can you make a cocktail, sit a person, take an order. We think your personality might work. So it's a lot of both from, hey, there's a project that we need or there's more revenue generating versus, hey, how are we going to hire within the hotel? How are we going to do things? So absolutely, thinking outside the box, absolutely crucial. It, it, it's an ever-changing um, industry. And if, if, if you're not on top of it and if you're not willing to listen, you're going to miss out on, on, on so many things. And not everything is going to work. We to a certain market, or I will give you an example. We wanted to do a Thanksgiving uh, catering last year. And we've, we've sold a few, we package it to go and stuff like that. So the question came up again for this year, do we want to do it again this year? Okay, how are we going to take outside the box? What did we do last year? What didn't work as well? What did, uh, the box is too big, too small, not enough, too much, whatever it was, but how are we going to make that bigger? So how are we going to think outside the box and, and make that a better project? Things like that, absolutely. <laughs> That's outstanding. So what I always like to do is wrap up with, if you were talking to your younger self and getting into hospitality, what kind of advice would you have for yourself as you're launching your career right now, post pandemic or wrapping up of pandemic, hopefully? Uh, to myself, it would be less stubborn when you're young. I was stubborn when, when I was younger. And I think I thought I knew a lot when I didn't know a lot and, rea and realizing, and at some point that you do, right? But I, any advice is, is, is learn as much as you can steal with your eyes, ask questions. We, you need to be passionate to be in, to make a career out of this job and this hospitality industry. You have to be passionate, regardless of where you are in a hotel, in a restaurant. Without passion, I don't think you're going to last. Whatever that passion is, find that. And don't be afraid to change within a hotel. If you're at the front desk and you want to do F&B or vice versa, you want to get into accounting, where are you going to start? Don't be afraid to, I want to get into accounting office and they don't have the space. Where in the hotel Ask the general manager when you apply. Ask the HR person, where do you think I might start that might give me a path towards that? So I think it's not necessarily to myself, but in, in general, is don't be afraid to learn. Keep learning because it, it, it will pay off dividends five years, 10 years after that. You might, you're putting the cornerstones of your own house. You, you're building upon a foundation of being excited, be, being passionate about a job. And the more building blocks you have, the, the better. Make yourself valuable for your employer.
That's outstanding. I feel like I've stolen with my eyes here. I'm going to use that quote as much, as many times as I possibly can now. I, I love that. Clearly, you are doing things right. Clearly, you have built an environment that people want to be a part of. Everything I've heard here is, is something I want to be a part of. This is, this is exactly the way it should be in this industry. So hopefully, anybody who's listening is taking account of the mental side of what we do, the, the full development of the person and not just the specifics of the job. And that, that it's on the general manager, it's on the leader to build that environment and that anybody who's coming up, learn, take the time to learn, learn from the people that are out there. Those opportunities are going to be there. You just need to be patient and you need to learn. I, I love it. I love it. Awesome. Where can, besides walking in the front door of the JW Marriott in Houston, where can people find you if they want to get a hold of you? By all means, come and see us. We obviously are on the, all your regular channels. We are on Facebook. We are a beautiful married website as well. We can see a lot about the hotel. We are on Instagram. Personally, I'm on LinkedIn. And that's about the best place professionally that, that you could find me. But we're everywhere where social media is. But by all means, come and see us. It's, it's a perfect time of the year to come visit Houston. Uh, we just got out of all, all the, the yucky muckiness. We're, so we're, we're beautiful right now. So come see us. Exciting city, Houston, right? Um, all, all your food lovers out there, very ethnic. So, so very exciting city. You just heard a chef tell you to come to Houston to eat. I would I would definitely take you up on that. And uh, I have thoroughly enjoyed this. So thank you very much for your time today, Eli. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for listening. And we hope you found this episode insightful. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a five-star review. You can find more information and links to all the resources mentioned in today's episode at hospitalityleaderspodcast.com.